Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back on the block with Strick and Rico here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We are welcoming in our guest of the segment, Brian Munson of Husker Online and On3. Brian, how you doing? What's up, guys? B. Munson in the house. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I, I'm, I'm being very serious about that. we got to get your number up there in the rafters over there at the PVA. I'm going to put my foot down, and we're going to do something about that. That's a huge injustice when I found out about that not happening, man. It was such a – I don't know if I could just take the time here real quick. It was such a treat growing up in the, in, in the state of Nebraska in the early 90s, getting a chance to watch a guy like you play ball, man. It was uh, it was really, really something to have a chance to have that opportunity to go down to state, even watch you at Cremont one night, and uh, it was fantastic. The fact that you are not up there right now really is, is driving me a little crazy, to be honest with you. B. Munson, it's much appreciated, and that's crazy that you talked about that. I happened to go up to Capitol uh, Cigar Lounge, and I saw uh, a gentleman up there that went to Fremont and, and we kind of talked about that night when you know I had a just a couple monster dunks there and uh how it felt like it was a home game for me being that I had already committed to Nebraska so it was like <laughs> I was on a Nebraska uh, basketball tour and it just happened to be one of them so that was awesome time yeah it was a, it was a, I was actually on the floor I think it was right before halftime I had made my way down there to kind of get ready to meet, beat out to the go to the concession stand or whatever go to the bathroom or whatever and I was standing in the doorway Right underneath the hoop, right before you made that jam, and it was it was unbelievable. And then there was a then there was a uh, a blocked three pointer that I swear you threw into the Fremont Fremont Tigers uh, student section. It was it was it was unbelievable. It was such a great game. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, we I had such an opportunity though. It's such a great great part of the of that of that that growing up at that time to see you see Badgett. You know, we played against Terrence uh, yeah. at Omaha South, so yeah. there was some really great talent in the, in that uh, in the state in those early in the early nineties. Speaking about talent in the state and and Bellevue West commits to Nebraska, although this one didn't happen. Uh, Daniel Kalen commits to Missouri today. The only other quarterback Nebraska was looking at in the well, at least that we know of in the twenty twenty four recruiting class. Uh, Brian, what what does that mean for Nebraska? Where do they does that mean that they're pretty confident in their standing with Dylan Riola, or was this just kind of a a breakdown in communication between Kalen and, and the Huskers? Um, well, I don't think it was a breakdown in communication. I think Daniel had a path. He had a he had a timeline, his own personal timeline. I, I don't think it aligned very well with what Nebraska has going on with with Riola. First of all. Um, you know, Dylan. Dylan is going to be obviously the number one guy that Nebraska wants to. They're going to put a lot of eggs in that basket, and they're going to, and they want that basket to kind of go out there. I mean, they hopefully, they hopefully end up they get get Rayola. But the problem, obviously, is is that you've got so many things that are in the air. You know, basically with Rayola, having Kalen off the board doesn't give you a great chance to kind of go back and reconnect with him. I mean, it's. Flores wasn't very receptive, obviously, of Rule last year, obviously, of either Mickey Joseph before that, too. I mean, it was just one of those things, like, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Kalen, in meeting him a couple, you know, actually closer to a month ago, 
he's had this kind of carved out as far as it, it has accelerated so much. And I'm sure that Missouri and other teams were kind of putting some pressure on him to, to kind of make the, make the decision, or at least things started to come clearer to him after he made a visit or two. And he decided to go ahead and, 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 and make the decision. But Nebraska, Nebraska is obviously a team that was interested in Kalen. They've obviously are more interested in Rayola. They still feel like they must have a great shot with Rayola because here with Kalen, it was like, look, I'm not going to play second fiddle. Um, you know, I, 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 he's got, he had some really great D1 offers, UNC, Minnesota, Missouri, Miami, you know, it goes on and on and on. And he didn't have to wait out, you know, Rayola deciding to take the spot in the class or not. He, he was able to go out there and do what was best for him. So it's actually a, a, a good story for that, but it does create a, an issue, obviously, if, if Nebraska misses out on Rayola. The issue, obviously, that you have then is how, how do you, can you go back and reconnect with Kalen, or what else is basically out there for the Cornhuskers in the 2024 class? Now, Nebraska already, they, in last year's class, didn't get a quarterback as they had William Watson committed for a while. He ended up decommitting after um, the, the, the firing or the non-retention of, uh, of the offensive coordinator. And uh, they didn't get a quarterback in last year's class. If they miss out on Riola, how massive is it that they go two, cl- two cycles without a quarterback if they're not able to, as you said, reconnect with Kalen? Yeah, it's pretty significant. I mean... You added Sims as part of the transfer process. You you've, you grabbed a couple portal transfers the year before. You, you, I think people would sit there and say, "Yeah, but the the quarterback room is is still pretty still pretty stocked, but it's it's top end heavy. It's not it's not like you got a guy coming up that's that's your high school recruited guy, and that's not throwing shade at Harburg or Torres or Smothers. It's not doing that at all. I, I think that Nebraska's very happy with actually with Harburg and Harburg and Torres from what they've seen so far when it comes to you know workouts and winter conditioning and I think the spring is going to give them a real chance to show what they can do you know on the football side of things but they don't have their high school guy you know coming through the system yet and and I think that that's obviously creating that will create a problem and I mean if they don't have a 2024 guy uh you know it's it that's a sell a 2023 guy but that's a selling point to Riola I mean you did not take that guy. You can, you don't have to feel that kind of pressure. There's not going to be that extra guy in the room. You know, it's it's like some of this stuff is going to weed itself out at the top of this room, and then you'll come in there, and then it's like straight up competition. There's nobody else coming behind you. You just know who's in front of you, and you got to go get the job. So, I think that that's a great selling point actually to not have a 2023 guy, but miss on 2024 and not able to reconnect definitely does put Nebraska at a huge disadvantage as they kind of look at look at the rest of things obviously they've got a guy like Stone Saunders coming in in the 2025 class he'll be he'll be visiting here very very quickly but that'll be two years in a row that you don't have that high school guy coming up through the ranks let's just uh let's shift real quick because uh this uh the NCAA tournament brackets have been released 2023 and I threw this out here Brian I said listen I think this may be the craziest, the greatest March madness of madness of all time. I think I just think there's going to be something so crazy. Like we've had your, you know, your 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 small Cinderella stories. You know, you've had it throughout the time, but I think it's just going to be mad crazy. What is what is your expectation um, about this year's um, one teams? Uh, any any um, dark horses that you see? 
kind of raising their heads because it's been crazy just in tournament play. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, there's some um, there's some Cinderella guys I think that that can kind of pop up. There's some guys I think that are some higher seeds that could take a walk out early. I, I look, I'll just go ahead and say this: I, I watched them earlier on, and I, I don't know if it, if they were necessarily deserving of it, uh, or maybe they just got a bad draw. I think St. Mary's is set for an early exit. Mm. Um, I, I just kind of feel, I just kind of feel like that is going to make, that's going to, that's a, that's a situation there with where they're at in the bracket. I think it's tough. And I don't think that anybody did any favors for Creighton. Um, Creighton has got, Creighton's got a pretty tough draw. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I, I think obviously they can get through the, through the first round with NC state, but that's not going to be an easy game. And you, then you grab Baylor. <laughs> the only thing you then have going for you is the opposite side of Alabama, but you have got a tough, tough bracket coming out of that getting Arizona there in the bottom at the two seed in the South. I just, I, I feel like, I feel like Creighton um, had been, had been doing well. They stumbled a little bit in the biggest, big East tournament there towards the end. Uh, but I, I felt like they were really they, they started to come around quite a bit there in the month of February. So I yeah. felt like that was that was really good to see. Yeah. Um, other guys kind of standing out. You know, it, it's it's tough to kind of pick things out of out of thin air. But I I, I do think that it's going to be fun to kind of watch. Yeah. Uh, maybe Arizona State, Nevada. I think those are two eleven seeds. I really like to kind of watch this as it comes up again. And I like TCU. I really like TCU. Wow. Um, so there's there's definitely some let me, things there. Brian, that real quick, let me pause but, you. Uh, Brian, I real like, quick. I like Kansas too. But Brian, let me pause you real quick, even after they got drubbing, but I'll let you address it. I just want to throw this one at you. Can Oral Roberts clip Duke? 30 and Man. 4 this year. I think that's a danger zone for Duke, to be honest. Yeah. And Oral, Oral Roberts is going to play real disciplined basketball. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things, too, where it's like they let the other team kind of just hurt themselves. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to drain the time of possession. They're, not going to, they're, they're, they're going to go out there and play a real disciplined form of basketball. That is going to, that is, that's actually a really good pick right there, my man. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there were two teams that I also felt like I, that really stood out to me in, in conference tournament time. I mentioned one before. I, I, I liked Kansas. I liked Kansas a lot. But the other team I really thought caught my eye, and it's going to pain. It's going to pain me somewhat. But it's really going to. It's really going to be grinding on the ears of some of your listeners. I thought Texas looked good, mm. and, and and it is really really difficult to see. You know, they struggled there with Shaka, and and here we are. What year one, year two from 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 Shaka being removed and not part of the equation down there in Austin and they look like a completely and totally different team. They're long, they're physical. They've got some dudes that can that, that can really play that the down low and it is uh they're a fun team to watch. They're gonna be really dangerous. But I I really think like that one that one game that's really gonna be interesting how it kinda all sets up and I I am seeing the, the Earl Roberts Duke one kind of popping out right now right in front of my face. But I'm watching that round two when you get into Baylor and Creighton. Mm. I think that is just going to be a fantastic game with the way they match up. Now I got one one final question for you before we let you go, Brian. We're seeing Brian Munson on three Husser online and still NCAA tournament. You're down in Texas, correct? Yep. What is the feeling down there with Texas drubbing Kansas to win the Big 12 title? And then Houston, who was you know flirting with number one at number one almost all season, dropping their conference championship game to Memphis. 
I tell you what, I, I looked forward to meeting up. My, my chiropractor is a, is a former UT offensive tackle, played in the NFL. And I missed, I missed going to see him this morning because that was one of the questions I had for Jay to see, to see what he was thinking about, how everything kind of played out with Houston getting the one, Kansas getting the one, and, you know, Texas winning, winning it all in, in the Big 12. So uh, I, I think that there's, there's definitely some disappointment with how it's kind of worked out. I think it's kind of matches Nebraska fans, similar, you know, similar feelings about how things worked out and, and, the, and the strange and bizarre uh, statistics and, and, me, and metrics that obviously those teams are judged. But uh, I think if there's a team that comes out and plays on fire and has a chance kind of to go ahead and, and use some of this as motivation, they can do it. I mean, they, they've got a good path. I mean, you, you're going to get another Texas A&M team there in the second round potentially. And then guess what? Houston's the number one. In your in your in your side of the bracket, so you got a lot of. If you got some pent up frustrations, you got the right bracket basically to come out there and play every single game. You got some added motivation. Well, thank you, Brian, so much for your time. I'm sorry we're gonna have to cut short a little bit. We went a little long on that last segment, but uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the block, man. All good, guys. We'll talk to you soon. That was Brian Munson on three Husker Online. Uh, with that one, I mean, he kind of ran through the the the. NCAA tournament that's coming up. He really likes Oral Roberts. Very yeah. interesting there. Yeah. I like I said, my favorite upset pick is Drake over Miami. I don't know why, but those Bulldogs from Drake really. I, I saw him play here at the Battle of the Vault against Mississippi State, and I really like what they had going for him. But um, that's gonna do it for this segment. Up next, we got a little crossover action. I saw Jay Foreman in the building. I don't know if Kenny's here. I think he might be. But uh, up next, we got a little crossover action with some of the guys from old school. <laughs> 